Hey, good morning. It's Andy. It's Monday morning. I hope you're, uh, you had a great weekend uh, with activities and family and friends and uh, hopefully some worship in the midst of that. I hope you're able to worship with us online at St. Matthew's yesterday. Now, if you missed worship yesterday, you can always go back and watch it on our website. Go to it's stm-umc.org. And if you, when you log to the website, you'll see on the top it says media. Click on the link that says media up there at the very top. That'll take you to our media section. And there you can just click on worship services. You can go back and watch yesterday's traditional or intersection services. I would invite you to uh, go back and worship with us online. Uh, you, you, I'll, I'll, we'll all, we also share the videos, uh, I mean the sermons, separate from the services itself. So you can go back and watch mine or Aaron's sermon on YouTube, uh, as well as on Facebook. And um, I'm podcasting now, so you can uh, watch this. If you're, if you're subscribed to my podcast, I need to put a link to that podcast in the description of this video and on the email so you can get it uh, that way as well. It's basically just the audio version of these podcasts, these, uh, these of these online reflections, rather. Some folks wanted to be able to listen to it while they were driving, so uh, you can subscribe through Spotify or through Apple Podcasts. Um, uh, so I'd invite you to do that. And we, we also, I've been uploading my sermons um, to there as well, so you can go back and listen to my sermons on my podcast and the church also podcast them out as well. So lots of um, lots of ways for you to get your Andy content because who doesn't want more of me? That's definitely what we need in this season is more Andy. <laughs> we probably we probably need a lot less Andy in our lives. That would make everyone's life a lot more peaceful. Is less of me. So, um, but I would invite you to go and um, watch uh, worship worship with us online this week. Um, through our website and, uh, of course, listen to our podcast and find all the ways you can plug in uh, here at St. Matthew's or whatever local church you're involved with. If you're not involved at St. Matthew's, if you live so off from Madison or even if you live in Madison, go to another church, um, be in contact with your church and see uh, where you can plug in and how you can serve the kingdom uh, through your local church. This week in our reflections, we're going to continue using the morning the morning office. Uh, the lectionary readings assigned for each morning. I just find that's a good practice. Um, so I, we're we're reading. We're I'm picking one of the different readings each day for our reflections. Uh, we're going to be in the Gospels a lot this week. Um, Acts some as well. Um, but today uh, we uh, the the morning office the lectionary um, has us starting in the Gospel of John, and John is a a fun gospel. So we'll probably check in through throughout the next few weeks in John. But um, today I really wanted to read to you the um, today's reading, which is basically the first 18 verses of John. We're not going to read all the all 18 verses, but we're just going to read a portion of um, John chapter 1, uh, 1 through 18, where it says this. It said, John writes these words. And by the way, uh, this John, uh, well, I'll, let me read and then I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll chase my rabbit when I'm done reading. Uh, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. Without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And that life was the light of all people. The light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that, he, that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all that received him, 
who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This is the one whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we all receive grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, it is the, it is God the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. What I was going to say before I started this is, um, it's interesting when you look at the Gospels, how every Gospel has a different um, different purpose it's trying to accomplish. Uh, I've shared this with you before, but, but just a quick r review. Matthew was a Jewish tax collector writing to a predominantly Jewish audience. So in Matthew's gospel, he really highlights the Jewishness of Jesus and the things in Jesus' life that he, um, he, he does that, that um, really goes back upon the law. So in Matthew's gospel, you see a lot of, uh, this was done to fulfill the prophet so-and-so, or this was done in accordance with the prophecies. He does things, in, there are things in Matthew's gospel that a Jewish audience would understand intrinsically, like the fact that the Sermon on the Mount, uh, I've mentioned in, that God, in Matthew's gospel, Jesus teaches from a mountain. In the same way that Moses gave the law on a mountain, Jesus comes and gives a new law on a mountain. Mark uh, is writing to a little bit more of a Roman audience, um, so Jesus is very active, very much in the same manner that Roman general would be very active in Mark's gospel. It's always immediately. Jesus is always going. Immediately he did this, did this. Immediately he did that. There's a there's a there's an energy and a, and a pace to Jesus in Mark's gospel that um, that he highlights. And then in Luke's gospel, uh, Luke is a Gentile doctor writing to a Gentile audience. So he's not so much focused upon the Jewishness of Jesus, but he's talking about uh, in many ways he's he's comparing Jesus to almost like a, a Greek philosopher. So um, he shows Jesus teaching on a plane a lot, much like the philosophers of Jesus' day would do. Now, every one of these um, uh, gospel writers is is telling the same story. They're just uh, giving you a little bit different perspective what they observed. And so Jesus did many things to many people. Um, and But Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all what's called the synoptic gospels. They're telling pretty much the same account in the same flow, in the same order, in the same stories. There's a lot of similarities between Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, they answer the who, the what, the when. I always say they answer the who, the what, the when, the where. John's gospel is a little bit different. The, the first three gospels are called the synoptic gospels because they're, they're really along the same pace and along the same rhythm and things such as that. They're answering those historic questions. Um, John's not worried about all that. <laughs> John could care less about timeline. John could care less about flow. John could care less about all these things that they're worried about. John is John tells us at the end of his gospel what he's doing. He said, this is written that you may believe Jesus is the Son of God. John's purpose is not to give you a narrative history of Jesus' life. That Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke were trying to give you uh, that history of Jesus' life, a historic account. John's not worried about that. That that does not matter in the least to John. So we see that right off the bat. Matthew and Mark, I'm sorry, Matthew and Luke give um, a Christmas accounts, give accounts of his birth uh, from different perspectives. Um, Matthew is is more focused upon Joseph's experience and Joseph's retelling. Luke is more focused upon Mary's uh, account and Mary's retelling. Um, Mark doesn't have time for that. <laughs> Mark jumps right into the ministry of Jesus. Um, John gives my favorite Christmas story. 
that was what I read to you right there was John's was John's Christmas story. You're like, wait, what? That wasn't Christmas. There was no wise men or sheep or or, or manger or any of the stuff we think about with Christmas. Then that's right. John is not trying to give you a narrative history of Jesus' life. He's trying to explain to you why he came. He's answering the why. Matthew, Mark, Luke are doing the who, the what, the when, the where. John's giving you the why. So he's not worried about a perfect historical retelling. That's not his purpose. His purpose is to explain to you why Jesus came. So for John's Christmas story, we get this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he, he was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him. Without him, not one thing came into being. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt or li lived or dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. That's John's Christmas story. <laughs> the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. No angels, no singing, no wise men, none of that. He's giving you the cosmic opera that is happening with Jesus' birth. In the beginning was the Word. The Word there, that, the, that, that Word that we see there in John 1 is the word is exactly logos. Um, that's, that's a Greek word, um, meaning yeah, the very essence or heart of, of God, God's very essence, if you will, the logos of God, the very nature of God. So in the beginning was this very heart of God, and this heart of God, Jesus Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us. So God's very presence and God's very self put on flesh and dwelt among us, the very nature of God himself, the very essence of God himself, as the Nicene Creed says, true God from true God, light from light, eternally begotten of the Father, not made, of one being with the Father. This very Son of God, God's very presence and heart himself, put on flesh, robed himself in flesh, and dwelt among us that we may, that we may know God, because it says here, from this fullness we have received, um, grace upon grace. No one has ever seen God. It is, it is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Through Jesus, we see the Father. Through Jesus, we know the Godhead. Through Jesus, we can approach and understand the Father. We are empowered through the Spirit. All through Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. In the Word... Was, was with God, the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Through Jesus, we have access and we know the Father. And what I really love about this, this verse, um, verse, uh, verse 4, and he was life. This life was the light to all people. The light shines the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. That's an encouraging word for us to hear nowadays, isn't it? The light shines the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Sometimes we think that the darkness has overcome the light, or will overcome the light, but it will not. Darkness cannot overcome light. Darkness cannot overcome light in the world, and darkness cannot overcome light in our very hearts. And so it's important for us to focus more on the light than the dark. Because if we focus more on the dark, we can begin to think the dark is winning, or the dark will overcome, the dark will be victorious, the dark will darkness will reign. That's, that's simply not the case, y'all. That's simply not the case. The scripture tells us this morning that the light's coming to the world and the darkness has not overcome it. 
The darkness will not, will not overcome it. Darkness will not and cannot. And there's no possible way for darkness to overcome light. It just simply is not possible. So don't think that it will. We can think that it will, but it won't. Darkness will not overcome light. In him was life. And that life was the light to all persons. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness did not overcome it. The light of Jesus will shine today. It will shine in the world. It will shine in this church. It will shine through me and it will shine through you. And so right now, today, there's someone in your life. Someone in your job. Someone in your family. Someone you know who needs that light of Christ. And he's sending you out there today. He's sending you. He's sending me. He's sending us to be that light. There's life of Christ in us. If we're Christians, the life of Christ is within us. The darkness has not overcome that light, and it will not overcome that light. So today, let's let his light shine through us so that his light can shine in the world. Today, be the light of Christ, no matter where you find yourself. Hey, love you guys. Hope you have a great Monday. Um, have a wonderful day, um, and we'll talk to you right and early tomorrow morning. Have a great day.